0: we're going to go back and talk a little bit about the Gypsy King, Tyson Fury. The guy is truly unbelievable when you think about it. And he destroyed Dylan White in six rounds in London at Wembley. And he's still undefeated. And the British boxing fans absolutely adore this guy. Fury did exactly what he said he was going to do. Destroy White, knock him out, etc., etc. Have you ever seen anything like it? This guy's ring walks in front of that record-breaking crowd at Wembley. Fury improved to 32-0-1 with 23 knockouts. And he walked into that stadium and just absolutely took over. The fight was worthless. It was all Fury. And he knocked him out with 10 seconds left in the sixth round with a huge right uppercut. White got up, stumbled around into the arms of the ref, and then uh, they waved the fight off, and that was it. And it was, you know, White's third career defeat. And the bottom line is this. Fury's best fights... Even though he's killed everybody, we're against the badass bronze bomber Deontay Wilder. Think about how far Fury has come from like deep in depression, doing blow, weighing over, you know, three hundred and fifty pounds, and then coming back and becoming the WBC heavyweight champion of the world. The crowd at Wembley is the largest crowd ever for a fight. You know, Anthony Joshua had drawn 90,000 when he beat Vladimir Klitschko. That was five years ago. Remember Joshua Flores Klitschko, and he was the biggest star in boxing at the time. Here we are five years later, and Joshua doesn't matter at all after Alexander Usyk beat him. And then you had Fury beat Wilder uh, in the third fight, and it, it was a great fight. Obviously, uh, the first fight was insane. I was at the first and second Fury-Wilder fights. In the first fight, Wilder knocked Fury down twice, once in the 12th round. I have no idea how he got up. He was out cold. And then at around 10 seconds, the guy woke up, stood up, and then not only stayed up, but started throwing hands immediately and finished the fight. And they called it a draw. So then we go and watch him fight again. And the second fight, Fury absolutely dominated. And Wilder had every excuse in the world, including what he wore out to the ring was too heavy and made him tired. You name it, he had an excuse for it. But the bottom line is, in the second fight, Fury was totally dominant and kicked his ass. In the third fight, it was a great fight again. But Fury won it. You know, after the fight, uh, they were singing American Pie, and it was quite a scene. And you wondered uh, if it was the last time you were going to see the Gypsy King fight. When Fury said this might be the final curtain, I mean, you had 95,000 people booing for the first time all night because they were cheering him all night. Let's face it, Fury's a great fighter, great boxer. He moves undeniably well for a guy his size, seven foot, whatever, 280. He's a monster, but he gets around that ring like he weighs only 200 pounds. Remember, before the fight, he said, quote, after this fight, I'm walking away, end quote. Quote, a lot of people don't believe me. I seen me dad do an interview the other day. He ain't going to walk away. He can't live without boxing. But that's where they all underestimate the big gypsy king. I can live without boxing. He said, I'm two-time heavyweight champion of the world. He's just 32 years old. He said, quote, undefeated in my 13 going on 14 year campaign as a professional won every single belt there is to win broke a lot of records done a lot of good helped a lot of people i helped myself helped me family secured the rest of our days i'm going to go out with a bang what more is there People say, what about the three other belts held by Usyk? And he said, quote, all of which I've owned previously. A lot of people think, you know, these guys have huge egos. That's what made them champs in the first place. And that they always come back for more. Think about it. A four belt unification fight against the winner of Usyk Joshua would be the richest fight in history. He was asked if there's a temptation for that fight. He said, quote, not really. I always said when I walk away, I'll never come back. Never. Think about this guy in the summer of 2016. And it was months after he took three belts from Vladimir Klitschko. He got in his Ferrari and headed to this bridge, um, a, a span that covers the Manchester Ship Canal. He'd been drinking and doing blow. He was 400 pounds. Uh, he was in a horrible depression and he said, I'd been thinking about it for a long time and I finally decided this was the day and this was how it was going to happen. And he was going to ram his Ferrari into the uh, bridge stanchions and he was going a buck 60. That's what the plan was. He said at that moment, he felt like he was going to end it up in a padded room. But he said he heard a voice that said, do not do this. Think of your children. Think of your family. You're going to destruct everyone's lives. And he said it was God's voice. That's when he decided he couldn't do it on his own anymore. And he needed help. It's not that he came back and became champ after just doing, you know, drugs and being a drunk. He came back from being all of that and absolutely bat shack crazy. You know, most British fighters have never conquered uh, the U.S. Fury has done that. Not only is he king in Britain, uh, he's become American in essence. He says, quote, I was made for American TV, end quote. Quote, I look at boxing as show business, end quote. When he got up from that 12th round knockdown by Wilder with 210 left in the round, uh, They ended up, you know, giving it a draw. But most people thought it was a win for Fury. Fury started training in Vegas. He bought a house there. He did funny stuff with the WWE. He hired American trainers. Uh, And the bottom line is uh, he was a winner and everybody fell in love with him. He said, quote, America has been a beacon of light for me. They embraced me, took me in as one of their own, supported me, paid me. America turned me into a superstar, end quote. But for him to get the British fans, he said, it's only after an open battle of mental health, after going to America and toppling their long reigning champ, that I got the respect and admiration of the British fans. I mean, now think about this. UFC heavyweight champ Francis Naganu has said he hopes to fight Tyson Fury in a crossover fight in 2023, and he said there's a 70% chance his next opponent will be the Gypsy King. Naganu said, quote, we both want this fight, that's clear, and we respect each other, and Probably next year it's going to happen. I think it's going to happen. It's just a matter of our promotions, but we'll sort this out at some point. Of course, Nagano, who defended his title in the UFC with a win over Cyril Gan in January, said that the fight uh, would combine elements of boxing and MMA. I don't really believe that for a second. He said, quote, make it a hybrid fight, something that makes it a little uncomfortable for him as a boxer. Ideas like MMA gloves or fighting barefoot. I don't know. We got to figure it all out. But I'm going to fight Fury. And bottom line is, he thinks Fury's 90% on fighting Naganu. Meanwhile, Naganu's saying it's 70%. So they want it to happen. And they want it to happen in Africa. Like the rumble in the jungle, too. Can you imagine the spectacle of these two fighting in Africa? It'll dwarf the ninety four thousand that were at Wembley Stadium in London. I got to tell you, though, uh, this guy, Fury, if he were to actually fight Francis Naganu in Africa or wherever the hell they want to have to fight Vegas, I don't care, Madison Square Garden, I don't care, London. Do it wherever you want. Bottom line is, there is no way that that fat, slow Naganu I mean, I, I think Naganu's like, good. I think he's definitely tough. I think he's definitely the champ. Uh, as a heavyweight in the UFC, but I've never been like that floored or that impressed with him. I've never been blown away by Francis Naganu. I don't care that he uh, trained in Paris. Uh, I don't care uh, how long he's been in the UFC. I don't care what he's accomplished there, other than I respect it. But it's not like I'm losing weight watching this guy fight because he's such an incredible fighter. Uh, I think there's been uh, better heavyweights. A lot of people would disagree with that, but look, uh, I don't think Miocic gets enough love to begin with, and if Naganu fights uh, Tyson Fury, he's gonna get his head knocked off. I mean, literally, Fury will destroy Naganu. I mean, I give Francis Naganu zero chance, literally, against Tyson Fury. I mean, it won't even be close. I think Fury will toy with him, mess with him, dance all over the ring, and just land tons of shots and jabs before he finally knocks him the F out. I actually would like to see it, though, so let's get it on. Fury, Nagano, in Africa or wherever, and then we'll see the Gypsy King do it again.